Another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are continuing our journey through Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Is that the one we're reading right now? Yes. Okay. I was like on the edge of my seat though, because I was waiting to see what you were going to do. If it was going to be like a normal intro, or you were going to try and throw me off. I don't like know you, what you're talking about. You do that sometimes. It doesn't sound like me. I'm pretty professional. Okay. When it comes to. Uh, Things of, of life and love and of the podcast. Oh, okay. Matters of the heart and the podcast. And the podcast. Uh, last time we talked about chapter 12, and we're going to recap that in just a second before we talk about chapter 13, Detention with Dolores today. Uh, chapter 12 was called Professor Umbridge, and Fred and George are looking for paid test subjects for their new candy concoctions. With Oliver Wood gone, the Gryffindor Quidditch team is looking for a new keeper. Snape is having the kids brew liquid Xanax in uh, potions class. They're probably going to need it. So. Uh, because it's going to be a stressful academic year this year. Yeah. So I think he's, this was like a kindness. He was showing them how to brew it. So this is the Owl's Year for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. We have our first Defense Against the Dark Arts class with the namesake of our chapter, Professor Umbridge, and Umbridge basically says that the students will just be reading about defending against the dark arts and not actually practicing these skills. Because they don't need to. There's no reason. Absolutely no reason. Uh, Harry has an outburst in class, in particular about Voldemort returning, which lands him in detention with Professor Umbridge, which is chapter 13, Detention with Dolores. Oh, look at that. Synergy. <laughs> Synergy. Teamwork. Teamwork. That's a Jackbox throwback. Uh, inside joke to five people that listen currently. Mm. Was Jennifer there that night? Four people there that listen go. currently. Jennifer doesn't come to Jackbox anymore. No. She's off gallivanting again. Mm. To where? Uh, well, she's actually still in California, but not her neck of the woods, California. Mm -hmm. But somebody tagged her on Instagram, and it said, like, our, where we're staying for the weekend, and it was like a... Tour girls a, weekend yeah she's out with her woo girls woo now that's that's woo woo give me two claps on a rick flair woo hey you got it wait i don't i don't know this one yeah, I and mean, i followed the instructions but i don't know what's you did happening well. you did well 10 points for ravenclaw woo. Uh, chapter 13 detention with dolores uh one positive thing about harry's outburst in defense against the dark arts class last chapter is that a lot of the student body seems to not necessarily believe Harry, but at the very least want to hear Harry's side of the story, as opposed to the lies that the Daily Prophet has been feeding them all summer. 
Yeah, it's like they kind of need to detox their brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's later in the chapter, but Hermione's like, you don't understand. We don't. We didn't get really understand what happened. You just showed up. Cedric was dead, and we went home. Showed up, dead kid in your arms. Oh well, I guess Harry wins. Time to pack up and go <laughs> See home. See you guys in the fall. And then we heard a bunch of crazy stuff all summer, and so we didn't know what to think. It's like it wasn't really. She's she kind of explains it like it's not really real for all of them because they just left, mm-hmm. went home. There was no consequences of what happened. And why would you not believe the press? I know. Especially the most prominent uh, like pu- the public publication <laughs> in the wizarding publishing world. One of the only. Oh, that's fine. That's not that's a good not sign. Good. That's not good that's for not anybody. Good when, when you have one outlet. And it's run by the government. Yeah. <laughs> it's like North Korea. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Uh, in the Gryffindor common room, uh, Fred and George have circled up a group of first years to use as guinea pigs for some of their magical candy concoctions. Yeah, I I get that Hermione's trying to prevent mischief, but you're not going to prevent Fred and George mischief. And it is probably wrong that he didn't tell them. They didn't tell them what it was going to do. They are getting paid though, like. You gotta do full disclosure. Like, hey, this is gonna make you do pass you know, out. Because I think so. I, I think mean, that's what, like, kind of they do at those medical research places. <laughs> like, we're I've just been need to, your I, blood. I went to one when I was hard up for money, and when we first got married, you remember? Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to come visit you. Yeah. In, in the how the building. The, the visitors' quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a uh, one of those. Uh, metallic blankets wrapped around me like they, they i don't i don't remember that part what was that? like they have at like disaster sites it was pretty bad i got 500 bucks though yeah so how about that that's nothing nowadays so hermione as prefect feels like she has to put a stop to this and just as hermione stomps over there the group of first years pass out having tried some of fred and george's fainting fancies yes but at least the guinea pigs are getting paid, right? Yeah, I'm all for that. Like, if they're going to get paid, but I do I do think they should know what it's going to do. Uh, Hermione threatens Fred and George with the only thing that will have any effect on their behavior. Yeah, they're like, what are you going to do? Make us write lines? Give us detention? We've done all of this before. You can't touch us. You can't us. break us. I'm going to write to your mother. You wouldn't. <laughs> I would. That's just like the low blow of all low blows. I like I like it with Will. It's like, I can call your mother. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Will is, he's a friend, friend, of, friend ours. of ours. And my mom and his mom are like best friends. So. Yeah, so I'm going to tattle on your mom. Yeah. You don't get your Don't act make together. me call your mother. Uh, Fred and George aren't the only ones with the side project. Hermione has been feverishly knitting hats and burying them with garbage. Yeah, it's like nobody's sleeping. This is, this is the most stressful year uh, of their lives. What's Hermione up to here? Yeah. Knitting hats and covering them up with trash? The house elves clean the <laughs> dorms at night. Uh-huh. So they would have to pick up all the trash. Okay. And the hat. Okay. And then they've been gifted clothing. Okay, so this is where I got confused by it. Because I know what she's trying to do here. Yeah. But... 
And I know the concept of you can free a house elf by presenting them with clothing. We saw that play out with Harry's little trickery with mm -hmm. uh, Lucius Malfoy a couple books ago. But can Hermione's plan really work here? Because the, the house elves aren't being presented with clothing as much as they are just finding it and picking up the hats. And also, doesn't it have to be like the owner of the elf has to make this pre the the clothing presentation? I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back on this one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm just I'm just leading. I'm just steering this ship. I'm supposed to go to you for the analysis um, here, and now you're just kind of uh, deflecting. I. I thought that, that it needed to be their master. It's like, you can't just, like, if you had a house elf, I couldn't just come over and be like, here's a sock, haha, ha, now you have no house, house what elf. What happened to my house elf? He's free. Well, I gotcha, gave him a sock. Gave him a sock. Um, yeah, so, but she really thinks this works. There's other things later down the line that implies that this works. So, I don't know. Seems a little inconsistent. Yeah, it doesn't, but maybe it doesn't, because doesn't make any sense to me. she's a student at the school and they are basically there to serve the students, maybe that links up some way. Why not just sneak up behind an elf and, like, put the hat on him? I don't <laughs> think they ever see him. They just, like, pop up at night and clean and then they... Oh, well, they go, you go down to the kitchen all the time. Yeah. Just, 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 just run up and down the the kitchen. The just start, just start elves. putting hats on them. I freed them all, the whole lot of them. The whole lot of them. No, that doesn't work because that's not the rules, Hermione. And you're a smart girl, and you should know that. Maybe she found a loophole. Well, ha Harry is uh, having regular headaches again, and I don't think it's because of the large amounts of homework they have. He's very stressed. Stress headaches. You think it's just stress-induced headaches? <laughs> no, I you don't. You brew up some of that Xanax from the potions class. Maybe his was wrong. Get Neville to brew you up a little, <laughs> no, a little that's bit. A bad idea. <laughs> it's like that happens all the time, though. Like when you're trying to invent one thing, and you accidentally invent like another. Yeah. So, like medicines do that all the time. It's like, oh, we thought we were making. Blood pressure medicine, but really it just makes your hair grow. <laughs> Which is great. Now it's a hair medicine. Yep, that's right. So maybe uh, Neville's concoction, whatever he brewed up, actually might be a good, like, uh, goodies headache powder. Remember that? No. You don't remember, you don't remember goodies headache powder? No. <laughs> it was like a powder you put in, like, water and mix it up, and it was supposed to, like, get rid of your headache. Remember Nuprin? Yeah, Nuprin. <laughs> But I don't remember. Little, yellow, different. <laughs> Obviously, different there wasn't good. Anybody it doesn't under, exist anymore. Anybody under the age of 40 has no idea what we're talking Wait, about. What? Uh, Hagrid is still missing. So, Professor Grubbly Plank leads Care of Magical Creatures class. And we meet Bow Truckles for the first time. Yeah, Bow Truckles. They're cute. Uh, then on to Herbology, where the girl with radishes hanging from her ears who sees ghostly skeletal horses, assures Harry that she believes Harry's Voldemort horse stories. <laughs> it's got to make Harry feel good, right? I love Luna. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it quite has the same effect, or has the effect that she wants, but hey, she's she's a believer. Mm-hmm. 
stands with Harry. Got got Luna on her side. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're starting to see a little bit of shift in mentality. Maybe not, like I said, not overall, like totally buying into Harry's story, but we're starting to see a li- little, at least a little bit of questioning on behalf of the student body as far as they at least want to hear Harry's part of the story. So what do you what do you attribute that shift to? Is it because of the outburst he had in Defense Against the Dark Arts class? What would make the student body all of a sudden kind of want to at least hear Harry out? I'm sure the outburst got people talking more, got it out in the open, but I feel like it's mostly that they're at school. They're away from their parents. They're away from that media they're at school where Dumbledore rules, you know. Dumbledore rules! So, I think it's just the atmosphere. All of the teachers look up to Dumbledore. Everybody listens to Dumbledore. They see him. He's clearly not lost his mind. At least not any more than usual. Sometimes he's a little quirky. But he's himself. This, the Dumbledore that they know. And they trust. And so now they're there at school and they see him. He hasn't, he's not, doesn't look crazy. I mean, he's kind of dressed like Liberace. He's, but that's normal <laughs> for him. Again, anybody under the age of 40, you have to Google who Liberace was. <laughs> but he's being him, his normal self. Yeah. Whatever normal is for, for Dumbledore. So maybe just the fact that they're kind of away from the external stimuli kind of maybe opens their minds a little bit to be a little more... Uh, open-minded thinking. Well, you know, when you're at home, when you're a kid, you're at home, your parents are the law. That What they say is real and you believe it. And then, but now they're away from that and they're at school and then that's where the, what the teachers say is real and you believe it. So they're just like in a whole different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Different mindset, I guess. And I think, I didn't really think of that until you said that, but you know, when you when you are at school, your mind is just kind of naturally open to learning new things. Because that's know? what you've been conditioned to do yeah, there. More so than than when you're at home, when, like you said, what mom and dad says is law. And it even it kind of reminded me when we did like uh, the mock elections at school. Like whenever there's a presidential election, they you know let the kids vote and. You know, just to make them feel like they're participating in the process. And a lot of kids came to school with these opinions and thoughts about presidential candidates and whatnot based on what they hear at home. Because that's, when you're at home, that's all you're getting is that 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 one one side. Yeah, that one side of it. And it was, it's our job as educators is to not not imbue our opinions onto the students, but to let them, to give them both sides of something and let them kind of come to their own conclusions there. And we, we, I saw that a lot when we did like the mock elections, when I would, you know, my mom said this, my mom said this person does blah, 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 blah. And it's not really, that's, it's a really biased view, maybe based on a, minute amount of facts if any and that that formed a an opinion that was then 
put onto their children. And that's kind of what's happening here. Parents are reading the Daily Prophet, probably talking about it in, in the in the house. So I'm sure there's some kids that read the Daily Prophet too. I'm sure it's not no, just, it's just Hermione. I don't. <laughs> I didn't know if it was just Hermione. I'm sure there's some kids that that read it as well. But if if that is the only side that you're hearing, and it's coming from a trusted air quotes news source, and then your your parents at home or whoever you stay with and you're a young person whose mind is you know easily molded then it's kind of hard not to those are the people you take that in as yeah to not take that in as the the exact opinion they've literally taught you everything you needed to know Uh in your life never steered you wrong before yeah but um the same thing when you get to school. But I think this also kind of goes along with she's kind of showing how, like, prejudices work mm. and things. You know, if you're at home, then you kind of adopt the same beliefs mm-hmm. as your parents mm-hmm. or biases as your parents or real or true or not. You just kind of assume those are real. That's That's your world that they're building for you. And you might... As kids, you know, you hang out with other kids, but you don't really talk about those kinds of things. So the only influence you have is your parents, your family, what's being discussed in your house. But then you go to school, and we don't go to like go away to school here in America until college, typically. And if you notice, like, okay, we're in Missouri, and most the majority of the area in Missouri votes a certain way. Mm-hmm. We're a red all, state. We're a red state, but not Mizzou or not in Columbia, where Mizzou is, and not uh-huh. in Springfield, where the other colleges are. It's Missouri like the state, colleges yeah. when they get together mm-hmm. and they talk, and also the big cities. They too. can influence each other. Big cities where there's more people. Mm-hmm. You know, like St. Louis is is very blue voting, and Kansas City is very very blue voting, but the rural areas where there's not as many people to bring in differing opinions Mm -hmm. you know there's not as many it's kind of like being at home where you don't get your information from many places other than your parents living out in a rural era area you don't get many people to provide differing opinions whereas like a a a densely populated city there's so many you know the it it runs the, the spectrum of 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 people and and cultures and personalities and things like that, and so there there probably is a little bit more debate and a little bit more uh, open thinking. Yeah, everything exposure to more things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that school mentality—you go to school to with an open mind and to learn things. And mm-hmm. so it's I could see why you would be, even though you were raised one way, because mm-hmm. Missouri is very red, mm-hmm. but yet these small pockets mm-hmm. are very blue and it's very it, i just find that interesting and you think about like a college town you literally have people from all over the world mm-hmm. you know coming to to this college people of you know all races um you know uh, transgender people that you may have not ne- may have never met a transgender person before you may have ne- never never met a person of uh, asian descent before you may have never met 
um, in your small town. Yeah, at, yeah, exactly. Doesn't Our happen. People from you know, uh, people from different economic backgrounds and people from you know uh, single parent homes and just it's just so many you know different people and i didn't even think about that is that hogwarts is kind of like we and we we did kind of talk about that in in the past episodes it's kind of like a high school and then when you get into your newts that's kind of like your your college or like your graduate degree you are going away and the only communication you have with your parents is by sending owls back and forth and then holidays that's mm-hmm. it so you do that it there is kind of that even even more so than kids just going to school for the day you know they're going away to school and living there away from their parents and that probably does lead to a little bit more open mindedness well and there's more downtime like for us for elementary school middle school even high school your day is pretty structured mm-hmm. and the teachers are pretty like this is what i need to teach you and we need to focus Whereas if you go away to school, you know, you've got the evenings, you've got the weekends Mm -hmm. and these adults, McGonagall and Flitwick and everybody, they're, they're your caregivers for the whole time. It's not just a few hours during, well, eight hours during the day and then you go back home. So I just, I feel like you're getting more, I don't know, call it detox. I mean, that's what I called it earlier. They're kind of detoxing Mm -hmm. from. But you're getting more time away from this constant way no, it of makes, thinking. It makes a lot of sense. To now you can, you know, talk yeah. to more people, hear more ideas, mm-hmm. kind of form your own opinion. And I feel like that's what they're doing so now. That's, that's probably why it's been a little bit of a process for Harry coming back. Because they are, the kids are kind of, you know, got to, they got to get a little bit of the brainwashing out, <laughs> out of them. And then they can start to kind of form their opinions. And, and there's going to be a lot of them, I'm sure, that are still not going to believe Harry. But I think we're already starting to see... Uh, was it Seamus that acted like he wanted to say something to Harry? And Harry just... Yeah, I think so. And Harry was just like, no, nah, I'm not in the mood. So even Seamus, who he almost got got into it with physically a couple chapters ago, it seemed like Seamus kind of wanted to say something to Harry almost to kind of you know hear him out or give him the benefit of the doubt or something like that so we're starting to see kind of a rapid uh, change here and kind of the overarching uh, feelings about Harry's story and I think that's going to be a good thing for Harry because he's had it really rough <laughs> he's, he's been emo Harry this book oh, things are never easy for Harry no no not at all and we don't really get a chance to see how the other teachers are, um, what they're projecting to the kids. I and mean, we know what Umbridge has got mm-hmm. going on. But, you know, that too, when the teachers... We know what Trelawney's got going on. <laughs> it's death everywhere! You, hit that, you got the that Trelawney button there somewhere? No? Yes? Somewhere. Do, 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 do. I don't see it. Divination. No one asked your opinion. Yeah, that'll work too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's time for the first of several detentions with Dolores Umbridge, and Harry is having to write lines. A very common old school student punishment. Did you ever have to write lines in school? 
Yeah, I think so. I did on too. On the board. Like you had to write up on the chalkboard. Uh, we didn't. I never had to do that. I remember specifically in elementary school, probably third, fourth grade. The whole class, I guess, was just getting on the teacher's nerves. And not me. I was a good kid. Of course. But we had to get out the dictionary and copy the dictionary. Oh. And until she felt like we had learned our lesson for, <laughs> for you know, being... And there's no way that we were as bad as the things that the kids get away with today. Oh, no. Definitely not. Like, it was probably like somebody was whispering in class or something like that or passing a note and teacher... Everybody giggled at it or something. And... Yeah. Or nobody did. And just, we weren't absolutely perfect angels and the punishment didn't fit the crime because the kids get away with so much today and it's ridiculous. And if we if we made the kids do right lines today there would we would have parents up at the school screaming and going to the school board about it being like archaic punishments and things like that mm-hmm. um i remember when i first started teaching it was like 20 years ago you know we would uh i would you know uh take the kids out and i said oh we're not having recess today we're just gonna we're just gonna run the track you know yeah and i thought that was you know, it was it was a structured activity. It was, uh, it was getting energy out. getting energy out. Exercise, uh, as uh, Legally Blonde told us, extra di- exercise produces endorphins. Endorphins, endorphins make you happy. Happy. <laughs> happy people don't act like jerks at school. Yeah. So I don't remember that. Line. But if we tried to do that today, they would probably there would probably be an uproar about it. But I, I remember, yeah, having to copy the the dictionary and we had to you know do that for a half hour 45 minutes or whatever uh at the end of the day if we had a rough day but uh this is a little this is a little different this is a lot different this is a little different uh, apparently at hogwarts you're allowed to take this writing uh lion's punishment a bit further and actually cause physical bodily harm to the students so uh describe what harry is doing here uh, she gives him a quill, a very special, fancy quill. And oh, that's nice. doesn't give him any ink. It tells oh, him it doesn't need ink. Oh, wow, magic, like a magic pen or something. Yeah, it's all, it's all magic, babe. <laughs> Not everything's magic. Well, almost. But uh, this one, as he writes, I will not tell lies, uh, it carves it into his skin. So it writes it on the paper, mm-hmm. but it also like tattoos it, <laughs> scars it, it into it his into his hand. Hand. Yikes! Like, why is this okay? <laughs> it's not. It's, nobody's okay with this. Nobody except for her. So Harry is keeping. It's basically torturing Harry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, Harry is keeping this torture a secret. From his best friends. Uh, but Ron is keeping a little secret of his own, too, yes. isn't he? Yes, everybody's keeping secrets and nobody's sleeping. Secret secrets are no fun, Jess. Secret secrets hurt someone. Ah, it's okay. They end up spilling to each other. Uh, what's Ron been sneaking off to do at night? Practice Quidditch? Flying his broomstick? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he was playing Quidditch by himself, so it's not really 
Quidditch. But yeah, he was. So he wants to be the to take over that that vacant oh, keeper, keeper spot, spot on the Quidditch team. And Ron says, "Well, hey, now that I've got a halfway decent broom, maybe mm-hmm. I got a shot at this." And Ron. Harry eventually clues Ron in on the torturous detentions with Dolores. And Ron is kind of... Ron returns the favor and tells what what he's been sneaking off to do. But Ron is kind of surprised that Harry doesn't scoff at him. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, he's so ready for laughter. He knows Fred and George are going to laugh at him when he goes Mm -hmm. out there. Because that's just what they do. And Harry's just like, no, this is a great idea. I I don't know why I didn't think of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of deal, like... Of course, of course, you should be try out for. Keeper. I mean, to have your best friend out there on the pitch with you mm-hmm. is kind of cool. And Harry says, "Are are you any good?" And Ron says, "Well, I actually do have a little bit of practice because, you know, Big Brothers, you know, made him <laughs> made him be the keeper uh, at home. Of course, he put the uh, the little brother in there to, yeah. you know, block the, the you know block the, the quaffle or whatever." Uh, probably with his face quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, Ron's like, I'm not terrible. I think I might have a shot if I can, you know, kind of get things together. And Harry thinks that's a, it thinks it's a great idea. And I think, I think that's cool too. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a, it's an opportunity for, for Ron to maybe kind of, uh, you know, live up to, Maybe not exactly what he saw in the mirror of Arisid, but <laughs> it's a start. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. He's got you a halfway decent You can't win if you're not on now. the team. Uh, Harry, like I said, decides to clue in Ron. Um, but why is Harry... What does Harry have against telling someone like McGonagall or Dumbledore about what Umbridge is doing? Well, he wasn't telling anyone because... He figured if they made a big deal out of it, then he couldn't really not make a big... Like, he's trying not to make a big deal out of it. And I totally get this. Like, just to spite her, mm-hmm. I I would be like that, too. Like, I'm not even going to make a peep. I'm not going to do something. This is no big deal. I'm going to act like it's nothing. Because she wants it to be something. I was a very bratty child. <laughs> <laughs> And, I knew what the teacher wanted. You're a pretty and bratty I was, adult, too, I was going to not honest. do it just because that's what they wanted. Um, that's how I was. Um, I, I got news for you. A lot of that still hanging around in your personality. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so I was all for it for that. And then, yeah, if he told his friends and it was just a little harder to mentally to downplay it. The Dumbledore thing, he just, he's mad at Dumbledore. He's kind mm-hmm. of being childish, but he's a child. He's mm-hmm. He can't see the big picture of why he's being treated the way he's being treated, but he feels like Dumbledore doesn't care about him. Dumbledore's been slighting him. So why should he go? And it's kind of probably partly, partly a fear of rejection, because if Dumbledore has lost interest in him or doesn't want to be around him or talk to him anymore... And he goes to say, hey, you know, this is what's going on, and he gets brushed off. Then that's going to be really sad, too. Sure. One positive of this chapter is that Ron made the Quidditch team. Yay, He's the Ron. new keeper. The mirror of Erised Vision is coming true. 
<laughs> but let's be honest, Ron's he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> and he's gonna keep he's gonna keep working. He's going to keep working. Oh, see what you did there. To You're to so improve. Clever. But Harry goes to several I think three uh the tensions with Dolores and every time he writes the the first uh, I guess after the first session there's really not much it's of just a kind of red yeah. raw second time we're starting to get we're starting to get a little deeper we're starting to actually see the the words like it goes appear. away a little less mm-hmm. each time yeah and then the third time we've got actual like blood dripping and I mean this is gonna scar for we don't I, forever. I don't know how, how that works. I don't know how magical uh, detention pens work. <laughs> this is new to us. Uh, but th- like I said, the pos- one positive of the chapter is that Ron makes the Quidditch team, so at least Harry will have a, a buddy out there with him now. Then uh, that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Is there anything else you wanted to to touch on? No, I think we covered it pretty well. Let's do an email then. Oh, we have an email. This email sent to us at uh, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. You ready for this name? Yeah. Okay, who's who's the uh, the quirky character that wears the, the squash earrings? Radishes, Luna. <laughs> What's her full name? Luna Lovegood. This is from Luna Hatebad. <laughs> oh. Oh. Instead of love good, hate bad. bad. Luna hate bad writes, any idea how Professor Binns can grade papers when he's a ghost? He can't pick them up, can't unroll them, and can't write on them. Thanks for the new episodes. Maybe, maybe the kids stack them up and he just like blows it off of the (laughs) pile. Like he reads the top one and then. Does he like, how does he write on it or anything though? Like write like A B C D F on it. Maybe he just tells them. Maybe he has a student helper. Interesting. Uh, I, do have, I do have. A, I do have some thoughts on this. <laughs> student helper. <laughs> I, I had the advantage of seeing the email in advance and coming up with some clever quips here that you didn't have. So, mm-hmm. uh, the first one, uh, he might have house elves to do the unrolling for him and oh, then yeah. and then maybe to to do the marking for him. House elves make sense too. But my better choice is that he uses a ghostwriter. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 that was good. It was, but I still gave you the wah wah. That was good. And we're going to end on that high note. <laughs> Thanks to, thanks to Luna Hatebad, and uh, thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Send us those emails. We love them. Uh, we have fun with them. We'll give, give you a shout-out. doesn't have to be a question. It can be a comment. It can be anything that you want. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Send those in, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Tweet us at broomsticksb. Uh, follow us on Facebook. You can send us a message on there as well. I think we need to do something for... Because uh, I think I was last time I checked Facebook, we've got like over 700 people following us on Facebook, which doesn't really correlate to the listenership because I, listenership is usually like in the, the the 3000s somewhere each episode as we record this in 2022. If you're listening to this in like 2030, like we have six millions, billion. millions of people listen. And this is 
we just sit at home and just make money off advertisement that we put on on these episodes. No, we don't work anymore. We just live in our in a castle, and uh, we have the dogs have acres and acres of of land to roam, and um, all of it is because the amazing listenership that we've built uh, from people like you. Uh, so that reminds me of like the PBS thing. <laughs> this this program is paid for by viewers like you. But, like I said, we've got like 700-something people. I think we need to do something like if we get to 1,000, maybe we do like some big giveaway or something like that. Because I give away like t-shirts and stuff all the time, but maybe something something big. And then uh, I, I haven't checked uh, the Twitter followers in a while. That's, I think it's over 1,000. Maybe if we get to like 1,500 or something, we do something special. Yeah, if Twitter keeps running, who knows? Yeah, who, yeah, we don't know. We don't even know if we'll be on Twitter. We're going to take a political stance. People who are listening like next year are like, what's Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that thing that happened. Yeah, everybody, everybody's on Zorkblock now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Uh, like I said, uh, we really, really appreciate it. We are very, as uh, Thanksgiving is coming up right around the corner as we record this in 2022, you're probably listening to this in March of 2030 and have no context for that. But we're very thankful for everybody who who takes the time to listen and uh, participate and come along with us with uh, put up with our shenanigans. Our shenanigans are fun and cheeky, though. Yes. They're not grim or hateful. Uh, I think that's it. That's it? That's it. Unless, okay. Unless, like, just want to. Are you, you shouting out to people? I mean, we can just sit and talk. You just want to talk about stuff. <laughs> if you are listening to this in real time, and if you do live in St. Louis, oh my goodness, you can come to the Teen Book Festival. Oh, oh my goodness! What's the Teen Book Festival? Um, it's put on by the library and an independent bookstore called Novel Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Shout out! And um, you can go to the. St. Louis County Library page to find out all the, the actual details, time, and, and who's going to be there and whatnot. You got uh, got a date on that? December 3rd. December 3rd. That's a Saturday, Saturday. correct? I think it starts around 1, because I have to be there at 1230, so 1. And it's at one of the St. Louis Public Library branches, correct? No, oh sir. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm, sir. I'm giving false information. I, Fake I'm news. Gonna, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> it's at a high school. Because oh, we need right. more space. Is that at Clayton High School or Ledoux High School? I knew. I remember it was I think one, it's one of the, the Ledoux High. Schools. I remember it was one of the rich schools. It's Ledoux. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was Clayton or. And it's named after some guy. So we probably have some to rich check white that. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. And they're going to be like they're spread out into different rooms mm-hmm. so that we have. You're going to be uh, moderating. I am moderating. Moderating a panel or two, right? Mm-hmm. Just one. Doing one. Oh, I'm sure you're going to... Somebody's not going to show up, and I'm going to do one. And you're going to be tagged in to... Like, uh, I got it. What's this one about? <laughs> <laughs> I had to come up with all my own questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I text the book girls about, like, okay, we need questions. And I got some good ones from them, too, so... Mm-hmm. I just want to have like a ton of questions. And yeah, by book girls, you mean our uh, loyal listeners? Uh, uh, in the inner circle here? Yeah, the inner circle. Gotcha. Anastasia, Jennifer, and Catherine and I are on a, a book chat mm-hmm. so that we don't make Kelly mad. So that is December 3rd, correct? Yes. 
December 2nd. December 2nd, 2022. Again, doesn't apply to you in 2030. But December 2nd, 2022, uh, St. Louis Science Center, it's Harry Potter night. Harry Potter first Friday. First Friday. They do uh, every first Friday of every month. They do like an evening event. It's usually from like five to eight or six to nine or something like that. It's an after hours event. It's free to get in. It's free to park. Uh, they usually have like a free movie that they show on the big uh, IMAX screen. Uh, they have Harry Potter themed vendors, Harry Potter themed trivia, Harry Potter, you know, uh, demonstrations, uh, discussions, panels, things like that. And it's going to be a Yule Ball, but that is sold out already. Uh, and we are going to be there We're gonna as be well, there. Uh, meeting some listeners and uh, selling some of my. Uh, some of our, I say some of my, but some of our crafty crafties. Yeah, I made, I made a couple things. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, uh, we're we looking forward to that. So December 2nd uh, in the evening. That's the first Friday like celebration, but actually mm-hmm. the Harry Potter thing goes all weekend. Oh, interesting. I, that's the first time they've ever done that. But I, I looked on their website and there's stuff going on on Saturday and Sunday for Harry Potter. Interesting. Uh, and they don't do that for for most of the no, Harry Potter is their big one. It's it's a big event. And it's it's going to be the first big one since COVID, I think. Yeah. Um, so it should be it should be a lot of fun. And then uh, December second, uh, go see Jess at the uh, the Teen Book Teen Book Festival. <laughs> Teen Book Show. The what? The Teen Book Festival from St. Louis County Library. I need some copy to read. Uh, don't don't be put off by. My ineptitude here. If you want to sponsor, I just sprung it on him. If you want to sponsor with the show here, you provide me with some copy, and I will read the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even put some music underneath it. But uh, yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up uh, in the next couple weeks. So uh, happy early Thanksgiving, everybody! Uh, as we record this in 2022, if you're listening to this over the summer, uh, enjoy your time in the pool and wear your sunscreen. I don't have anything other than, I mean, you covered it all. Uh, Wear your sunscreen. Shout out to Jennifer in California. Uh, Shout out to Catherine and Jane in uh, Illinois. Shout out to Anastasia in Connecticut. Shout out to Kelly and Olivia in NYC. Um, shout Shout out to my mom. I love my mom. Uh, shout out to your mom. Shout out. <laughs> okay. And until next time, <laughs> be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squid, but don't be a jerk. Or a git. See ya. Bye. I got some magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold.